What is going on, Cultivate family? I hope you're having a great start to your day, wherever it is that you're listening to this right now. I'm recording this at like seven in the morning and I normally do all my podcast recording at night. So I feel like my voice is a full octave lower, even though it probably isn't. So for that matter, maybe this episode will be very gender affirming for me. But yeah, it's super early in the morning. I've been up a couple of hours, so I haven't just rolled out of bed. This is New Horizons for me recording this early. So let's see how the old brain works. It's been a very full on week for me, but a really good one. I've been making some updates to the way that my one-to-one coaching works and I am so happy with how it's gone. I've been sharing it with a few people to get some feedback over the last couple of weeks, different coaches, my mentors and a couple of clients and I am very very excited to launch it and I am absolutely not waiting till January to launch it. I am rolling it out slowly now because the best time to do it is right. There is no point putting it off till next year. Very similar to going to the gym, you know? This time of year is like literally the best time to join a gym actually, because they go a lot quieter, so you can get the lay of your land, get your confidence up. And you have a month ahead on everyone that's gonna pour into the gym on January the 2nd. So that is a tangent, but also a very valid one. So you might have seen from the podcast title what we are talking about today, which is the phrase, I know what I need to do, I just can't seem to do it. And this is something I hear a lot, and it's mostly people that are wanting to make a change in their life or they're wanting to start a new habit, and they know exactly what they need to do to implement that change. They just can't seem to make it that habit. They can't seem to make it consistent. So this episode today is for anyone that's maybe said that to themselves or out loud. It's for anyone that's feeling stuck or hopeless. It's for anyone that's feeling like making a change is impossible because they have tried so many times and every time it just hasn't worked out. So what I want you to get from this episode today is belief that it absolutely is possible and how you can think about changing up your thoughts, your mindset and controlling the negative mental chatter to start making those changes that you want for yourself possible. Whether that's a gym habit, a nutrition habit, a habit of waking up an hour earlier so you can get some stuff done before you start your day. Maybe it's a habit of getting out for a morning walk because you know it makes you feel better. You know that all you need to do is get up and do it, but you just can't seem to. This episode is for you. So I'm going to use the act of going to the gym as an example at the forefront of this episode because it's the most common one, but also it's the most easily transferable one to a lot of our situations. And a lot of us have tried to make exercise or movement a regular habit in our lives. I tried so hard all the way through going to university. I would try and go to the gym more than once a week and I could just never make it work. And I knew what I needed to do every day to get myself there and get a workout in. I just couldn't do it. And that definitely transferred into my later life with habits in terms of making sure I get my five a day in, making sure I drink enough water. I know what I need to do, but I just can't seem to make it stick. And a lot of the time, when we've tried for ages to create a new habit, to create a consistent habit, we're disheartened because it hasn't worked for us before. And that is completely valid. You might have tried workout plans, you might have paid for subscription workout apps, you might have even tried another PT or another online coach, you might have tried habit tracking, 
And all of those things still haven't worked for you. You've still not been able to do the thing that you really want. But a lot of this process is actually finding what works for you. It's a little bit like an experiment. It requires lots of trial and error, and sometimes we fail, but that's okay. The more things that you try, the more you will get closer to finding a way that works for you, because it's never going to be the first one we try. And as we know, there isn't a one-size-fits-all to fitness and nutrition and working on your well-being. And often, as a society and on social media, we are sold a one-size-fits-all approach. So the chances are, it's completely valid that everything you tried maybe hasn't worked for you up until this point, because the societal pressure and expectations and what we are sold on the capitalism as a version of health and wellness, it's not suitable for everyone. And this is where I come in. This is why my coaching journey for each person I work with changes based on their needs and what they enjoy and what makes sense to them in their life. I posted on my story the other day, two client wins. They had both shared stories about how many animals you lifted, which if you follow me, you'll know that when you use my workout app, it tells you how many animals you've lifted at the end, which I absolutely love. That is very Fuzz Culture Club vibes. But both those clients had shared what they had lifted. It was like raccoons and whales or something. And I shared them both to my story. And I realized these people have two completely different lifestyles, two completely different goals. And their coaching journey is completely different, but because of the support, because of the mindset, because of the way things are structured and because of the way we reframe things for them and the way we lay things out, they are both succeeding in what they want for themselves. It's got to be personal to you. There isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. And that's why sometimes trying the workout plans, trying the apps, trying what someone else tells you works doesn't work for you. So if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling down on yourself because the things you tried hadn't worked, don't worry about it. Let's listen to the rest of this episode and go again. We can definitely see trying different things again and again as a negative, but if there's anything I want you to take from today, it's that trying again and again is actually a positive. Because what we learn from that is that you know you never have to try that thing again that you hated or that didn't work for you. You never have to do that again because you know it's not for you. On the flip side of that, you might want to give something another go because you might want to approach it in a different way this time. So let's dig into it. The first thing that I want to ask is what is the resistance that you're having to the change that you're trying to make? So for example, sake, let's say the changes we're trying to go to the gym three times a week. You know what you need to do, but you just can't get there. What is the resistance to making that change? When we have a change in our lives, we're often also letting in stress, frustration, and we're doing something that's out of our comfort zone. So that's why we might resist change, but that isn't necessarily always a bad thing. We can think of that as a negative so easily to the point where we deny that it's possible and we sacrifice our agency so we're no longer responsible for our own decisions and our own actions. That's what sacrificing our agency means in this context. We tell ourselves it's not possible. And as a result, we resist that change itself, even though we absolutely know what we need to do to make that happen and to make that change. Another reason for 
resisting that change subconsciously is the desire to return to a different time of our lives. And we see this a lot within health and fitness. I see people wanting to return to a different version of themselves, whether that's a different body, a different sized body, a younger body, a different environment and a different lifestyle. And that makes sense because sometimes we crave maybe a simpler time or a time where we had less stress. But we do need to look at what your life is like right now. We need to meet you where you're at right now. Because for a lot of us, we aren't the same person we were five or ten years ago. I mean, I don't think I'm the same person I was two years ago. The bottom line here is, if we don't believe that change is possible for us, we aren't going to be able to make it happen for ourselves. We're going to get stuck in that resistance state of mind and we'll keep resisting the change that we're trying to make. So without the right prompts or support in place, without practicing gratitude and celebrating small wins, you're only actually going to hyper-focus on the negative stuff. And this is why you might feel completely helpless. So we've got to use the tools like celebrating your small wins and gratitude to transform our mindset to help us make those changes. And that seems really trivial and it also seems like a really insignificant thing but it counts for everything. And this is why we do that in Fuzz Culture Club every week. We speak as a community every week on a Friday about our wins and the things we're grateful for. And then when all of my people individually check in with me once a week, we do it again then as well. And I see people's mindsets completely change when they realize that getting out of bed that day was their win because before they might not have bothered or maybe they only did two out of six exercises in their workout program, but they still made it to the gym and hadn't otherwise. It would be really easy to look negatively at those two situations. So if the only win you do for yourself today is getting out of bed or completing half of your workout program, we got to celebrate the fact that you did that anyway and showed up because that is so important. So I want you to think about what the resistance to the change you want to make is for you right now. And these are like the tough questions that I will ask my people when they're struggling. What is your barrier? So recently in the last week, I've had chats with three different clients about what their barrier is to actually executing the plan we have in place for them. So the first one told me that their brain kind of kept making excuses. It kept saying to them, do it when you've got more time. Oh, it's not the right time now, do it later. I had another person tell me that not seeing any progress with their training or their nutrition felt like they couldn't keep going because they couldn't visualize the progress. And then I had another person say that because they can't complete everything all at once, they don't want to do it. Because they can't complete anything, they won't do anything. Now that's three very different but very valid resistances to changes that people want to make. And the plan for all of them will be completely different and the things that we talk about will be completely different. So I just want to make it clear and preempt the rest of the episode with the fact that one person's resistance to change won't be the same as another person's. I think for me, when I was having a really hard time getting myself to the gym consistently when I first started training, I was always dwelling on the negative. I was always thinking about the work that I didn't do and not the work that I did do. And I actually think that I could compare that to my career at the time, my music career. 
I was always focusing on the festivals that I didn't play, not the festivals that I did play. I was focusing on the tours that I didn't get offered as opposed to the ones that I did. And if I could go back, I would absolutely reframe my whole mindset about that now. And that's how I view music now and that's how I view training now. Focus on the work that I did do, not the stuff that I didn't, because the work that I did do is way more important than the work that I didn't. I'm hoping that it's becoming apparent now that as human beings, sometimes we think in really, really unhelpful thought patterns. And all of these thought patterns are barriers to actually doing the stuff we want to do. And when we think in those unhelpful thought patterns, often we can find ourselves thinking, what's the point? I am the absolute king of thinking, what is the point? I have done it a lot, thinking, what's the point of me doing this? When stuff has gone wrong for me in the past, especially stuff in my music career, I will very impulsively spend the first few seconds being like, what is the point of me doing this? But then I will look at the word I have tattooed on my wrist, which says pause, and that helps me break the unhelpful thought pattern. And a lot of the times it's hard to remember to take the pause when we're getting into that negative mindset or that unhelpful thought pattern. But the more we practice that, the more natural it comes to you to challenge these ways of thinking. Another reason that we might think in unhelpful thought patterns is because we are constantly trying to find meaning in what we're doing to make it feel purposeful. And it's really hard to find purpose in something you don't believe in. And I bet loads of us have worked jobs or worked for people that really didn't align with like our values and our morals. I know I have worked all sorts of shitty jobs where I do not have the same ethos as the people around me or the boss of the business I'm working for, but I'm doing it because it's what I need to do to pay my bills. But it's really hard to find purpose in a job that you don't believe in. Because you don't find that purpose, it's really hard to show up consistently for that thing, whether it's the gym or work or a hobby or a skill that you want to learn. And this is why letting society influence what we do when it comes to our health and fitness can be really, really toxic. Because if we don't have purpose in the thing that we're doing, then all of that unhelpful thought process is going to kick in and we're not going to do that thing. Thought patterns around failure can often be really, really intense. We worry about failure to the point where we're so scared of failing that it's just easier not to do the work. Because if we don't do the work, then we can't fail. But part of doing the work in the first place is actually having to accept that that's part of the process. The failing is part of that. And then our thought process might change to accepting that we can change and it's possible but we are going to fail along the way at some point. And when we think about it, as human beings, we are wired by society, especially in health and well-being, to be way more likely to acknowledge the negative change over the positive, when the negative is not the only thing that actually happens every day. If you think about adverts for fitness plans or fad diets or nutrition books or fitness programs, a lot of the time, they will cash in on the negatives and on people's vulnerability to make you sign up to some cookie-cutter thing that is never going to work for you. And seeing that every day, it's no wonder that a lot of the time we focus on the negative. But positive, negative and neutral things happen to us all the time at any point in the day. Even if the single positive about your morning is that your coffee tasted great this morning 
or you had a shit day at work, but you took a really good walk. Those are positive things. They still happened. You had a shit day at work. That's the negative. But you took a nice walk and your coffee tasted awesome. There's still positives there as well. And although those that I mentioned seem fairly small, they're still small positives. And if we're not acknowledging the positive changes, we're here living with the negatives day in, day out. And that's why we feel low or stuck or useless or like we can't get out of where we are. And I really dislike toxic positivity. It's never aligned with me and I don't feel like it's realistic. I'm a person that takes medication for anxiety, depression and mild psychosis. Sometimes things don't feel all that positive for me. But living in that cycle of negativity didn't work either. Realizing what you feel neutral to and being able to pick out the positives as well as just focus on the negatives is a massive reframe. For me at first it was so, so hard, but it is possible. And I think the thing to remember here is that it isn't our fault. It's the mindset that we've learned along the way so far. We've all done the best that we can with what we've had in our life so far. And if that's the mindset that we have fallen into, it's not completely our fault, but it is our choice to then challenge it and change it. So let's talk a little bit about embracing change because everything can't be the same all the time. Our world changes, our relationships change, our jobs change. The days themselves change, the seasons change. It gets darker, it gets colder, it gets warmer, it gets sunnier. New life is literally brought into the world every day and old life leaves the world every day. We literally see change all the time. And somebody with a fixed mindset will be hesitant to any change. Or someone with an all or nothing mindset will be as well. Think back to last week with the all or nothing episode. So there's definitely a level of being open and accepting to change in the first place. And it's definitely going to be hard and it's going to be uncomfortable at first, but that doesn't mean it's not possible. It's easier not to change because you don't have to do any work, but everything can't be the same all the time, and it won't be, no matter how much we try and keep it that way, no matter how much we want it to be. And when we think about that, would we actually want our lives to never change? I don't think I would. If my life was the same as it was a few years ago, I wouldn't be okay with that. I would not feel content with that at all. So I'm going to use myself as an example here. These are a few things that have happened in the last five years of my life. I left Brighton. I started my transition. I ended two businesses that I was unhappy in. I started another. I met my amazing partner. I moved house five times. Not ideal. I recovered from an eating disorder. I had top surgery. I had surgery for endometriosis. I became a personal trainer. That is a lot of change. Not to mention the personal growth that I have had within that time. And the chances are you may have had a similar amount of change, maybe more. Especially if you're in your mid-20s or 30s. And there was a valid reason for that change every time, right? The change was valid or needed or it happened regardless. Everything cannot stay the same all the time. When we delve into it, we probably wouldn't want it to. So now we've spoken about resisting change the unhelpful thought patterns that we think in, and embracing change. Now let's talk about actually making it and why we want it. Because most of us, and most people that will come to work with me, they know exactly what change they want to make, 
but a lot of the time they've maybe not thought about why they want to make that change in the first place. So I want us to think about what our why is. Why do we want to go to the gym multiple times a week? What meaning are we giving to these goals? When I think about why I train every day, I love seeing what my body is capable of and I love pushing it to do more. I also love building muscle and building a body that aligns with what I see in my head from a gender affirming point of view. But I'm also training to manage chronic pain and I'm also training for my long-term health. That's quite a lot of whys for me. So I want you to think what your whys are. Now, when we've thought about those whys, we now have to find a way to empower ourselves to show up for the work that we want to do. It's not just going to happen for us. This is the tough love part. You are the person with the capacity, the control and the power to make things happen for yourself. It is so important that you are in charge and you have autonomy over your own journey or you won't be able to keep up those habits consistently because you don't have that sense of control, you don't have that sense of purpose, you don't have your why. And it's why coaching won't work for people that expect me to hound them to work out or expect me to check in with them multiple times a week because it doesn't come from them. In Fuzz Culture Club, it is so important that everybody has complete autonomy over their journey. It's very much a partnership. We work together and you're the one that controls the narrative. Because if it doesn't come from you, then you're not necessarily going to sustain that for the rest of your life. The readiness to do the work is key. And sometimes we start and we aren't ready. Sometimes it takes a few times for people to leave and come back. And it's why people will often end up trying a few online coaches or in-person PTs and ending up leaving because they don't really vibe with them. So I will get a lot of people coming to me that have tried multiple times and feel really, really stuck and like they can't find their person. And then it just clicks because the vibe is there. The morals and the values align in the right way. The community is the right one. And there's something pretty magic about that. So bringing it back round to knowing what your why is, now let's think about what the things are that are getting in your way of actually doing the thing that you're setting out to do. Do you feel like you've got a bit of a fixed mindset when it comes to nutrition or exercise? You might label food good or bad because we've been immersed in diet culture for so long. You might have societal expectations dictating your decisions. Like I mentioned before, around your body image, food and exercise, expectations to look, eat and move a certain way. It might even be that people are expecting you to act a certain way when that doesn't feel natural to you. Especially for all my people that are navigating their gender and their sexuality. It's really hard to feel like you need to act a certain way when you really don't want to. Maybe the mental chatter is getting in your way. You've got that I'll do it later mentality. Your brain is making multiple excuses. Or maybe it's just telling you that you can't do it. Maybe accessibility to exercise and healthy foods is something that's really tough for you right now. Like you're not able to afford a gym membership in your area and you're on a low income. So making that go as far as it needs to go to take care of your groceries every week is tough. It's not just mental barriers. It's not just physical. Sometimes it is societal. Maybe the thing that's getting between you and going to the gym is the prejudice or the transphobia that you face. Maybe the people around you are down-talking you. 
they're projecting their insecurities onto you because they don't want you to succeed because they're not succeeding. Maybe it's peer pressure to be a certain way. When I started getting into the gym and started training, everyone made fun of me. Everyone told me I was obsessed, but I just really enjoyed it. When I started playing guitar, no one laughed at me or told me I was obsessed. And it was exactly the same thing. I loved it, so I started doing it. And a lot of the time that was a projection because maybe those people wanted to move their body as well, but they weren't doing it, but they saw someone that was, and their subconscious instinct was to maybe drag that person a little bit. Oh, you're obsessed with working out. Well, yeah, I kind of am. I'm obsessed with a few other things as well. <laughs> now, the last thing, and maybe one of the main factors that can get in your way is shame. It affects all of us. Feeling like you're more flawed, so you can't be helped or you can't make the changes you want to make. Shame takes the ability to take action away from us. So it literally doesn't feel possible anymore. And as a result of shame, that will make us resistant to change. Shame is the absolute worst. And I would shame myself constantly, all day, every day at one point. And it's no surprise that as a result of that, I was a really, really unhappy person and I struggled so much. Think about the things that are getting in your way. Think of all of the different things. And then once we've done that, we just need to figure out what we do about them. And some of the things we will be able to control and some of them maybe not so much. Now, two important questions that I ask my clients that are struggling to take action. What are the negatives to not taking action? And what are the positives to not taking action? So the negatives are always way easier to acknowledge as we spoke about before. The negatives to not doing the thing that you're trying to do. You stay exactly where you are. A lot of the time, the negatives are, I don't want to feel a certain way, or I don't want to be able to not do this very specific thing. And a lot of the time, the negatives to not taking action make up the big picture. They make up our reasons and our purpose for doing that thing in the first place. And then the second question, what are the positives to not taking action? This is much harder to answer. Because for a lot of us, the main answer is, if we don't take action, we don't have to do anything. And not doing anything is technically easier because there's no change. There's no out of comfort zone experience. We don't have to do the hard thing. That's the positives to most people not doing the thing that they want to do. So those are two really good questions or journal prompts that can help you figure out why you might be not taking action. So that brings us on to my next point, which is, we make time for the things that we care about. Now, this needs a lot of nuance, a lot of nuance. <laughs> it's not black and white at all. But for the most part, if there is something that we really care about and we have the means and the resources to do it, that's the nuance, we will make it happen. If we ever think about that we tend to pay way more attention to our health and well-being as we get older because we care about it more, but often we just don't act soon enough, like we might get injured so then we decide to take action and lift weights. Our mental health dips, so then we take action and think about getting therapy. We might have a health scare, so we'll take action and try and improve our cardio. But those things could all be our whys before they actually become a problem. We could lift weights and do cardio for our long-term health. We could eat well for our long-term health. So reframing these things gives attention to them and it makes them way more important and gives them a purpose. So as a result, we make time for them. Just like me talking about the importance of my clients having autonomy over their fitness journey, 
we need to remind ourselves of the autonomy that we actually have over our lives. What are the things that we can control and what are the things that we should be taking responsibility for? It needs to be you that steps up and takes action. It needs to be you that shows up for yourself. No one else is going to do it. And community can help. The people you surround yourself with will have a huge impact on that. But at the end of the day, you're the one that's got to show up at the gym. You're the one that's got to walk in there and do the workout. Someone else isn't going to go and lift the weights for you. We will inevitably make time for the things that we care about if we have the means and the resources to do that. So that's why the purpose and knowing what your why's for doing those things are is so important. Now to finish up, where we are now is a result of everything we have ever done. Every decision we have ever made up until now. And yes, you might have self-sabotaged many times. I have. Loads. Absolutely loads. And yes, you might have shamed yourself into exercise and nutrition habits, maybe disordered or otherwise. I've done that too. But we were doing the best we could with the information that we had at the time. The difference is that now we don't have to do the same actions over and over again. We can make different choices because the same actions are literally just going to get the same results. It's similar to that saying, you don't make the same mistake twice. I mean, sometimes we do, but if we make it a couple more times, we definitely know that something needs to change. So let's choose different actions when we know that something doesn't work. Let's get used to leaving something behind if it doesn't serve us. Let's get used to making decisions that are in line with our morals and values and not just because someone else tells us that we should be. Let's get used to taking action ourselves instead of waiting for someone or something else to prompt us. Let's get used to questioning our behaviours, our thoughts, our biases and our actions. Why am I doing this? Why am I not doing this? Why did I respond that way to that? Let's get used to creating evidence that we can do things really, really well. Every workout we do is evidence that we can train well and show up for ourselves. Every decision we make to eat well or move our bodies is evidence that we care about our long-term health. Knowing what to do is all well and good. We all know what to do, but taking action is the hardest part. And that might be why you're listening to this podcast. So think about your whys, think about what gives you purpose and think about why you are resisting doing the things you want to do, despite knowing that's the thing that you want to work towards. Now, if you want to dive a little deeper into this stuff, I've got a really, really good exercise you can do as a form of journaling that I'm more than happy to share with you. So just shoot me a DM on Instagram and I'll get it over to you. A lot of big chats in this one. And I really, really hope it helps. As always, any questions, hit me up in the DMs. If you are feeling stuck, if you're feeling useless, if you're struggling to take action, even though you know exactly what you want, Fuzz Culture Club might be your people, might be your community. So tell me a little bit about yourself in the form in the show notes and I'll get back to you and let you know if I can help you. It's all well and good knowing what you need to do, but actually executing it can be so hard and such a mental barrier. All I want to do is help people overcome those barriers as much as I can. I am running my first queer social at a gym in Leeds this weekend that I'm pretty nervous for. I've basically organised us all going to do a workout and then we're going to go and get coffee so queer people can meet other queer people that are into working out, which is great. So wish me luck. If you're listening to this and you're coming, I am excited to see you and drink all the caffeine. Have an amazing rest of your week. Cultivate family. Take it easy. I'm out.